0: I want to offer a few of my thoughts on the incomprehensible powers of evil itself. I think evil, sin, as it's unfolding in the world, is always a problem to us who are trying to follow Christ. Among all the ways that people sin, I think most people would agree that the most evil is the intentional killing of an innocent human being, or what the Bible defines as murder, murder. Among all the ways that we murder, the most incomprehensible is the mass murder of innocent human beings. If you think of the worst, most evil people in all of history, the one thing they will all have in common is that they were mass murderers. That's what makes them so evil. And among all the ways that mass murderers commit this atrocity, The intentional killing of children is especially at another level of incomprehensible evil. I think of uh, Pharaoh in Egypt who went out to intentionally kill all the baby boys uh, among the Jewish people that were enslaved there. I think of Herod who, in defense of his own crown, decided to go out and find the one who was promised king of the kings, king of kings, the king of the Jews, and went out and slaughtered all the children, the baby boys who were two years old and younger in and around Bethlehem. Uh, I think of uh, the child's sacrifice as it was practiced in different parts of the world, in the ancient world. Uh, in Carthage, and, and certainly records of it in the Old Testament where the Jews themselves became so hardened in their heart uh, and in their rebellion against God that they even committed child sacrifice. These are incomprehensible evils that are at work. Um, and certainly the power behind those evil powers is the evil one himself, himself. In the book of Revelation, he's described as the great red dragon with 10 horns on his head and all this other symbolic language that is trying to help us grasp the enormous power, the political power of controlling these different nations and their um, their governments and their dictators. And they're, they're really, in effect, pawns of this greater uh, cosmic power of evil that is described as a great red dragon and then later on identified as Satan himself or the devil, who's out to destroy as many people as he can in order to uh, disrupt the unfolding work of God's redemptive history. So given all of that, uh, what can we say? Uh, My thought is this, uh, that most of us, have a lot more power at work in us than we realize. And indeed, we have our own inexhaustible power. The problem is that we don't feel powerful. We feel just typical and ordinary and limited in many ways. So I want to read to you this one scripture that I think becomes stunning once we start to think about the powers of evil. Uh in in First John, this is called the the spirit of the Antichrist, this, this demonic, seismic, cosmic power that is at work in these big evils throughout the world. And he says um, in First John chapter 4, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already, right now. And we all see it in different ways. Little children, this is the great word I wanted to share. Little children. You are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I think this would not be a believable promise, (laughs) except that it starts off with the words little children. In other words, John knows that we feel more childlike, we feel powerless against these enormous, extravagant cosmic powers of evil. We're just ordinary, everyday people. And yet, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in us today, which means that for most of us, we have more power at work in us than we give ourselves credit for. Now, I don't know you and your particular life experiences and your background and what you're doing today, so I'm just going to turn the application into a kind of a testimony. Where do I see this resurrection power at work in me, to turn me from a little child or to recognize that I feel childlike in many ways, and yet still experience this extraordinary power. I would say, first of all, when my faith becomes courage, I feel more powerful. I feel the Spirit of God at work in me. And all of us are being confronted with great and enormous Evils, twisting of truth, the whole gender dysphoria stuff, the, the, the lie about homosexuality and marriage, and, and the promise, the false hope of prosperity, and all these other falsehoods that are at work in our culture. And it takes courage to speak up. It takes courage when someone is considering abortion or defending abortion. It takes a lot of courage at that moment to take your stand for life. That's the moment in which you're seeing how your faith in God is hardening itself into moral courage and giving you the ability to speak or to act in defense of the innocent. Whenever I am in that situation, I feel more powerful than I do in normal everyday circumstances. Secondly, I feel that courage when uh, I see that God has put me in a position to actually give of my time or my talent, my treasure to save or to help somebody else. That moment in which we all become a good Samaritan. In my context and in many in the pro-life movement, it is the context of meeting a couple who's in a pregnancy-related crisis and saying, let me help you. You're not sure how you're going to do that? but you know it's going to cost you time, it's going to cost you effort, it may cost you money, but this willingness to, to, to sacrifice and do so gladly without complaint, to actually be used of God to save another human being and to save their soul for eternity, these are a moment a flashpoint in which we get to experience the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. That power is greater than all the temptation and the pressure that that Satan is putting on that person or the couple that you're talking to. It really is a powerful thing. And thirdly, I would say that the power to suffer is the power of the resurrection. When you're willing to put yourself at risk, to take chances, to lose something, to have your reputation sullied, to, to, to be slandered. Um, a couple of times I have been arrested uh, around the world doing pro-life work. It, it can be intimidating, let me tell you. Uh, even just last year when I was in Nicaragua, I spent two and a half hours with officials there and they were trying every way they could to see if they could catch me in a lie and to kick me out of the country. But, If you're there on mission and you're doing God's will, as I discerned it to be at that time, then there's a peace and there's a willingness to suffer if need be. And if you're willing to suffer if need be, I suggest to you that that is the power of the resurrection at work in your life. Most of the time we are just feeling like little children, but there are moments and times in the calling of God in our life where we get to experience a power that is even greater than that extraordinary power of evil that we see every day in the world today. That's my testimony, and I pray that you have your own testimony along the same lines. God bless.